0: Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Have you ever come across words in the Bible and you're kind of like, what? What does that mean? What is that? What is that all about? Well, today I'm gonna talk about one of those words that I have heard several times. Honestly, I don't think there's too many sermons that I've ever heard preached about this word, but I wanna a, talk about is it. Is
1: that a challenge? Like you need to start no. preaching? Okay.
0: That is not a challenge. I mean, although I got to say, I think it's a great topic. There are like a million different ways to talk about this.
1: Well, it's Chirp worthy, so that's a good thing.
0: Yes. So you're probably wondering, okay, get on with the show here. What is the word or words or phrase or whatever it is? And the word is actually armor bearer, which you may have heard. But it is actually only in the Bible, I think, about seven times. And there are very few armor bearers. It's a position. There are not too many of them that actually get named. But it was a very common practice in the Bible to have an armor bearer. So, like, if you think Knights of the Round Table, an armor bearer would be equivalent to, say, a squire.
1: Yeah, I think for us, it's, it's like, it's always medieval times. Like, I always think yeah. of it like... <laughs> The knights and, right. you know, the... <laughs>
0: King Arthur. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right.
0: So an armor bear is, would be equivalent to a squire, but the actual definition of armor bear is one who carries the equipment for battle. Um, it would be for somebody who was kind of like the hero, his armor bear, it was sort of like his assistant.
1: <laughs> you know, when we were talking about this earlier, it... it there's a, in sports and golf, there's the caddy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the caddy. Like, right. this is exactly the caddy. The yep. caddy is the guy who's the total assistant to yep. the, the main guy or the he main guy. He knows gal. all
0: the things. They know all of the, the way the game is played. Well, the armor bearer is that person. They are the ones who are carrying literally like the golf bag, <laughs> except I suppose in the Bible times it would be the shield, the sword. Yeah. Maybe an extra pair of sandals, I don't know. Maybe but they did.
1: <laughs> in the game of golf, actually, the caddy having a very knowledgeable caddy is a tool in the mm. tool belt yeah. of the actual golfer. Right. And so, you know, you could be saying, "Well, where where are we laying? How how many feet are we to the hole?" What do you think? What's the
0: wind speed? Do they do that? Yeah, they Did do they wind speed, their wind direction.
1: <laughs> they, they do. They they have little equipment that, I mean, it's pretty crazy. The caddies are like totally equipped now. I mean, and then they're like, okay, well, it looks like it's uh, 120 feet. You want to probably use the nine iron. But you know what? There's a tree in the way, so you're going to have to slice it a little bit. I mean, these guys are logistic masterpieces. I mean, these guys know exactly what's going on. And
0: that's what the armor bearer was. They were the person exactly. who would... They typically didn't actually, like, fight next to them, kind of like you were saying. Like, the caddy doesn't swing the golf club.
1: I think if a fan tried to rush the golfer, the caddy would be like, (laughs) get back, son, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, don't cross that line. And that was what the armor bearer—that's what their position was, is um, they were the person who would—they would encourage the person that they were with. Like, Mm -hmm. say— Okay, so, like, the one that comes to mind, there's Jonathan, and then he has his armor bearer, which actually I don't even think the Bible says his name. It just says Jonathan's armor bearer. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's important to point out the fact that the armor bearer was also the one who was, like you said, kind of like a bodyguard. Like, it really was. Like, they literally said that the armor bearer was the one who would watch over the, the king or... The hero or the the main fighter guy, <laughs> the armor bearer would literally watch over them while they slept.
1: Oh, absolutely! And I I even seen as as far as like in the golfing scene, um, I was watching a clip of Tiger Woods the other day. And why? Because I was watching a clip of golf. <laughs> golfing
0: is so boring. To no, me. It, no,
1: it's not. Have you ever played? No.
0: Yeah, miniature golf. My whole life. Pulling one queen.
1: Because you're a miniature person. That's <laughs> wow. a full, it's a full course for you. <laughs> They're like, nine holes.
0: It's all I got.
1: Nine <laughs> holes. You go through twice. <laughs> and then and then you're like busting out your driver to go off of like, I'm gonna hit the windmill. I and remember like,
0: going there was this place where I grew up. There was this it was called putt putt golf.
1: Of it course was, it, it put was putt-putt <laughs> golf. Oh, this is it your not even miniature golf. These are golf. your people, huh? It
0: wasn't miniature golf. It was called putt-putt golf. And it was in Modesto, and it was so much fun. When we used to go there, that was like the highlight of my week. I was like, I could look forward to that all week long. That would keep me going. And we would go there, and they had these plastic um, putters, I guess. But they were like bright orange and green. They were... And you got to choose the color of the golf ball. Talk about squirrel. But it was so much fun. But I just, I can't watch regular golf because it's like everybody just hush. Yeah, but when. It's just I, the commentary. I would never, I would be the worst commentator for golf.
1: You get kicked out of the course. <laughs> like you probably get kicked out of miniature golf I, I'd too. I would be
0: watching that and be like, oh my gosh, look at that bird. Look at the bird in the tree. Look at that. What's going on over there? <laughs> Anybody have any snacks? I couldn't.
1: So I was watching golf.
0: <laughs> Anyways,
1: <laughs> and and we were uh, and, and Tiger was thirsty, and of course the he was. caddy under caddy saw that he was thirsty, so he got him water. Like didn't wasn't yes. asked, yeah. he just did it.
0: You mean like he did his job?
1: Well, yeah, but you know what? When they celebrate, if you notice, when golfers win their tournament yeah, no, or whatever I, don't, I, don't know. I, I know okay when they do I have to
0: look it up later besides
1: congratulating or you know complimenting the their competitor um they will go to their caddy and they like embrace their caddy because that is like their assistant that is right. who helped them that's like the right hand man right there yeah
0: whoever it is
1: yeah so some so of they the car- score the touchdown and golf for you
0: oh yay team go
1: but if you're not good then you go to the penalty box for fighting <laughs>
0: Wait, that sounds like hockey. I think I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I know baseball. That's all I know. Only baseball.
1: Barely. And we don't even know the Giants. <sighs> anyway, is that, we got to get it. Yeah.
0: Squirrel. Uh-huh. Okay, so one of the characteristics, or actually a few of the characteristics of the armor bearer, one of them is bravery. I mean, can you imagine that's your job is to watch over the king? Mm-hmm. If you were the king's armor bearer, I mean, that's like right up there with the one who would taste his food, right?
1: Well, yeah, yeah.
0: Before he ate it.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I, you are mm-hmm. literally
0: watching his back. So there has to be a sense of bravery, but there also has to be a sense of loyalty. You can't have, you can't have somebody watching your back that you're always worried they're going to stab you in the back. Like, it doesn't work that way.
1: Well, and <laughs> you always have to have the best interest of the person you're serving.
0: Right. It's all about, ser- yeah, it's completely about being a servant. 100%. In, like, the best capacity.
1: Absolutely. Uh, but can I ask a question? We've looked at armor bears and we're like, oh, the knights. Oh, the kings and their armor mm-hmm. bear. But what about, does the armor bear get an armor bear?
0: No. No.
1: There's no assistance to the armor bear?
0: No. I couldn't. I In all the research that I did, all the research that I did, <laughs> there's not. Hmm.
1: I just feel like in life, when we serve, like as servants of Christ, we should always have people who are helping us and there's always people that we should be helping.
0: Right. Well, uh, for us, I think that it's kind of like it goes full circle or it's like that infinity, you know, the sideways eight. (laughs) It's the infinity symbol. Like we are constantly either being served or serving someone else. Like it's a loop. There's never for us.
1: Yeah, I see that.
0: And so one of the things that um, I think is really interesting too is I found was that the armor bearer would actually be the person that would relay messages of importance. If if the king or whoever the the one in battle, whatever whoever he was, if he had something important to say, he would give it to the armor bearer, and that person would then take it on to wherever it needed to go. Matt. They were entrusted. With I, that message.
1: When you just said that, I had this flashback of a memory, 9-11, when George W. Bush, our president at the time, mm-hmm. was reading to a kindergarten classroom. Oh, yeah. And the guy came and he whispered into his ear. Yeah. I don't know that guy's name, but he was entrusted he with was the a information. service
0: guy, probably, I'm assuming. Most <laughs> likely.
1: Yeah, because I don't think anyone can just go whisper in the president's right. <laughs> ear.
0: Hang on, I have a message for you. No. But you're right. Yeah.
1: And so I get this imagery of that that armor bearer at the time. I mean, he was... Right. Not, that's Right. Modern official. day, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, Went and it was entrusted to tell him the information. And it not it happened just once because President W. Bush did not want to start all the kids at the time. Right. So he just continued on what he was supposed to do. But then there was a second relayed so message. So I guess
0: then also the importance is not just the message, but it's how you relay the message. Because he didn't walk up to him and like... Start whispering. I I mean, obviously I wasn't there, but he probably didn't like whisper in his ear, you know, the world's on fire. Like, (laughs) he literally had to be very um, concise into the message. Yes. He had to, here's the information. Yes. But the way that he relayed the message, he couldn't go in there screaming and yelling in the classroom.
1: But I guess that is burnt in my, my mind. The face that George W. Bush, on the second message, when they said, we are under attack. Yeah. He did not, like, go... I mean, I'm sure what he was called to do maybe had a little bit more time. Maybe he could have did a meet and greet with the parents or whatever, and that was probably scheduled. Yeah. But immediately, I'm sure he was ushered out of the room, put on an airplane, and was protected. But that message... But the message
0: was relayed yes. and it was of utmost importance.
1: And there was actually an interview about this where George W. Bush talked about that and that it was a very calm, but very precise and not so detailed, but enough detail to let him know. It's important. This is important. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they, I, I I think for at any time, if someone comes up to you that is not announced to, to the president. Right. Right. It's going to be. This is important because we have to interrupt yeah. what you are doing.
0: Well, there was a sense of urgency, and I think as well, of course for us to be armor bearers, it kind of goes both ways. We can be in a higher sense, I suppose, armor bearers to God, mm-hmm. right? He asks for loyalty. Um, we have to be watchmen. Mm-hmm. He tells us to watch and pray, to be mm-hmm. awake, to be alert. Um, and God doesn't call us to be the ones to fight the fights. He is the one, he's the hero. He goes before us Mm -hmm. and he fights the fight for us. Mm -hmm. He fights our fights. He handles the battle. He takes Mm -hmm. care of everything. But what he asks us to do is to relay the message of importance to other people. Mm -hmm. To carry the tools for the battlefield, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um, being in prayer, like, The word of God, like those are our tools, I guess. Kind of like it makes me think of the um, putting on like all of the the armor of God. Exactly. Okay, that's the equipment. But we are called to serve others as well as to serve God in this capacity. So I guess my question is. Do we have armor bearers in our lives? Does our life need someone who backs us up?
1: We need Christ.
0: Right. But I'm talking but, in like a very real but, sense, like but, people.
1: But God uses people yeah. to be his hands and feet. And so He, we should be open to having people in our lives that are willing to help us out as we help others. I mean, back to your infinite loop um, imagery that was beautiful it was that we're always helping someone, or someone's helping us, mm-hmm. and 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 yes, sometimes people have manipulated that in some churches, not ours, but in some churches, there, that is an official title of people. Yeah, usually it's it's men who serve the male pastor, right? Where in in you know I think in the. Um, apostolic church it's it's real big where they have armor bearers and
0: like an official title whatever the
1: pastor needs that person handles you know and it could be the the most what we would consider the silliest thing or it could be the most serious thing yeah you know like you need to go visit on my because i can't you need to go visit this person for me or um or i need prayer because you know i'm going through a, a personal um um Tragedy or whatever. Yeah. You know, it it could be as serious or as as silly. But at the end of the middle of the day, there's someone that you could turn to. And I think that we all should have those people in our lives.
0: And I guess to me, it makes me think of the question. Are we. Do we look at our lives in our story? Are we the hero or are we the armor bearer? Because for some people, I think it's easy to automatically put themselves In the seat of the person who is like the hero, Uh like the mighty warrior, you know, because they have a title or because maybe they're (laughs) self-appointed. I don't know. But we have to be really honest about saying, am I someone who is, am I brave? Am I loyal? Am I trustworthy? Do I have the characteristics of an armor bear or do I think that I am so important that everybody else should be my personal assistant. And we have to be able to put ourselves in check with that.
1: Well, it's talked about. We should desire the least things, the 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 less things. You know, mm-hmm. we're not we're we're not here to build our own kingdom. We're right. here to build Christ's kingdom and in that sense, we're all on the same level. Yeah but at there's times where we need each other, <clears throat> there's always times where we need each other. Right. It's just where are we in our season where we ne- may need to call out and say, "Hey, yeah, I need help. I need someone to talk to. I need some wise advice. At least in the very least, I need someone to pray with me.
0: Yeah. Are we in a season of being the servant? or are we in a season of being served? And I th- And I think it's okay to be in either one.
1: Or both at the but same time. But you can't time.
0: live in one all the time, I no. don't think.
1: I don't, even as a pastor, I, you don't, you don't want to live in everyone needs to serve me because then right. people are going to be like, who are you? Like, you, you're yeah. not, you're, and, and we've seen, unfortunately in ministry, people who act like that. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm the pastor like now. Like I've showed up now. Yeah, I yeah. have
0: arrived. The party can start. Yeah. Yeah. Not how it works. I've
1: arrived. I get the eighth hole in mini putt golf. <laughs>
0: Hole in one. Okay. So in First Samuel 14, uh, 6 through 7, there's actually an interesting story there about, well, chapter 14 of First Samuel is interesting. And it's pretty much the, the backstory is there's Jonathan, who is King Saul's son. Jonathan has an armor bearer. And the story is that the Philistines are basically wreaking havoc and Jonathan is kind of sick of it. And he's like, I'm ready to do something about this. And so he tells his armor bearer, doesn't say his name, but he says to his armor bearer, he tells him, um, you know, let's go up to where the Philistines are, the citadel where they're kind of protected up there. Let's go to them. And if they say, come to us, come up to us, if they invite them, then we know that the Lord has given them into our hands and Mm -hmm. basically it's over with. Mm Mm-hmm. And the armor bearer actually says, "the in the Bible, he says, um, do all that is in your heart. Go then, here, I am with you according to your heart. So basically, the armor bearer is telling him, I'm with you. I've got your back. Mm-hmm. If you're going to go, I'm going to go.
1: But that's in full submission. You, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, th- there, there's a submissive spirit that says, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to do whatever you need me to do because you're leading this.
0: But it's also because he trusted Jonathan. Well, actually. It yeah. wasn't just blind, like, yeah, let's go see if we can get murdered. Like, it, he literally was saying, because he knew Jonathan's relationship with God His also.
1: to God, absolutely. He
0: trusted that. And so are we trustworthy? Are we a person who people can say, I believe that they hear from God. I believe that they have a relationship with God. Um, And and I'm okay to fall in line just because God didn't tell me the message,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but I'm okay to get in line with that. Mm -hmm. I can follow. And so Jonathan, the story is pretty cool where Jonathan and his armor bear actually go to that citadel. And when they get there. They're just kind of out in the open. I mean, they're very vulnerable. It's not like they Mm -hmm. come guns blazing, basically. They just show up. And the Philistines see them, and they're probably thinking, okay, we've got these two idiots down here, and we have an entire army up here. Mm -hmm. Like, we have the high ground. And they tell Jonathan, yeah, sure. Come on up. Mm -hmm. And they're probably thinking, as soon as they get up here, we're going to slaughter them. But Jonathan and his armor bearer, Jonathan tells him before they actually get up there, he says, the Lord is with us. Yeah. The Lord will take care of this situation. Which and, means you're no longer vulnerable.
1: There. Yeah. The, the sense of vulnerability goes away because you know that you have God with you.
0: Yeah. And that's but, a matter of stepping back and saying, God, this
1: is yours. But there's there's two forces here. There is the supernatural force, I meaning the, the, the force with God with them. Mm-hmm. And then within that circle are two people who trust each other and love each other Mm -hmm. and and know each other's place and is allowed to submit to each other in that, in those positions.
0: And in a perfect world, that's how ministry is.
1: Absolutely. I, I went to Galatians chapter five and verse 13 and 14 and 15 says this. You, my brothers and sisters were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh rather serve one another Humbly in love for the entire love is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, meaning that there's a relationship issue, Mm -hmm. watch out or you will be destroyed, not by God, but by each other. Yeah. So I say, and here's verse 16, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh.
0: Because I think everybody's, honestly, if we're, if we're really honest about it, sometimes we just want to be top dog. Like we just want to, I mean, honestly, I'm not one who typically loves being in charge. I feel like I do a pretty good job of being in charge just because I'm a doer. Like I just see a problem and I want to get it fixed. But I think that at the root of it all, we all sometimes just want to be in charge and be top dog and you just do what I say. And so that scripture speaks to that attitude, and that's a heart issue. Mm -hmm. If I'm saying, you know, if I'm backbiting and I'm complaining, well, they told me to do this, or I have to follow so-and-so, and and I have to—that's a heart issue to me.
1: Yeah. It's people who—I have a problem with bosses. I have a problem with—then you have a problem with God. Yeah. Because there's always going to be someone above you. Yeah, always. Always. There's always going to be someone above you.
0: And it doesn't mean that we don't disagree with people that are, you know, in leadership or in charge of us or in ministry or even on our secular jobs. There's always going to be somebody who's got a little bit more power than we do. And that can be extremely frustrating. But typically it's submission. I will submit to the people that God puts over me because that's the way that it is.
1: Yeah. I, and if
0: God chooses to put me in charge, I don't want people fighting and backbiting and trying to undermine everything that I'm trying to mm-hmm. do myself.
1: But there has to, it's, but I, I think we don't live in a dictatorship. Right. You know, and, and even in like our church organization, there are people above us. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a state bishop I answer to, which answers to the North American Presbyter, which answers to the general overseer. And and I, I'm, I'm, you know, do I agree with 100% of they, what, what they put out? No. no. Of course not. Am I going to under try to undermine them? No. If I haven't given an opportunity to give my opinion, will I give it? Sure.
0: But there's a difference in mm-hmm. saying, I have some ideas and let's work together mm-hmm. versus maybe somebody, say, going on Facebook or social media or Instagram mm-hmm. and blowing it up about how stupid everybody is except them. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is an issue. I don't have a problem sitting around a table and having a conversation Mm -hmm. about, you know what? These are things that need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. But again, going back to that armor bearer situation, the positions that God has put us in now Mm -hmm. are positions to serve, Mm -hmm. but sometimes to be served. We have to just figure out what season we're in at that time.
1: The key to this is that everyone is in submission to the ultimate authority, which Mm -hmm. is Christ. Yeah. And we trust that Christ has people in authority above us sometimes to lead. And we are sometimes supposed to be Jonathan's armor bearer, have an attitude of do all this in in your heart, go then, here I am with you according to your heart, you know, because at the end of the day, we're trying to submit ourselves. And if we're in true submission to Christ and Christ says, you need to submit to this leader, then we submit to them, you know.
0: But the hard thing is that there's still people.
1: Yeah. They're flawed, but we are too. People
0: make boneheaded decisions, and then sometimes we do have to suffer the consequences Mm -hmm. for those terrible decisions or policies or whatever is in place.
1: But hopefully we're in a situation where there's open dialogue. Yeah. That's what makes a team work.
0: Yeah. And And it has to be a team, though. Like If you look at the armor bearer and the warrior or the armor bearer and the king, they're a partnership. Mm -hmm. They're a team. They have Mm -hmm. to work together. They can't both take a nap at the same time. No. Like... (laughs)
1: <laughs> go back to golf golf the, the golfer and the caddy yeah you, the caddy can't be on hole 8 and the golfer's on hole 12 and expect there to be any type of work to communication, get done yeah. it's
0: not going to work the golfer's
1: not going to have his clubs and the right. caddy doesn't have his golfer i mean yeah. it doesn't work there has to be clear communication and yeah. and as you fully submit then you and both know each other's roles then you play that out yeah. and then once you're once you're done accomplishing whatever that task is in front of you Then you both get the congratulations. Yeah. Maybe the golfer gets the name recognition, the Nike deal and the $10 million. But the (laughs) caddy, but the caddy gets loved. And, and he, and he I'm pretty sure
0: he gets a a nice little paycheck himself. Oh yeah, they do. (laughs) Or herself.
1: Oh yeah. Caddies get tipped well, you know, if, if, but you have, but you have to do, you have to know your stuff. You have to be, you know, educated. You have to be, I mean, all of the characteristics that you talked about. Um, you know, be brave, be loyal. I mean, I mean, that's kind of outside of the Gulf, but you know, it's, it's, those are well, the I things think loyalty
0: is probably one of the biggest things when it comes to being an armor bearer mm-hmm. or being a servant under anybody mm-hmm. is loyalty. Mm-hmm. Because like the scripture says, the backbiting and the fighting and that you're going to destroy yourself and each other and each other
1: mm-hmm.
0: there. It's not a one-sided street where I'm going to complain about you, but it's not going to come back on me. If I'm going to stab you in the back. My handprints are on the knife handle. Yeah. There's going to be there's going to be something that you and the I guess the best thing is that it's a matter of just taking it to God and saying, "God, you have to handle this. You have to go before me and fight my battles because from my small mindset I don't know the outcome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know the repercussions of what's going to happen mm-hmm. if I follow the path of taking a nap when I'm supposed to be on watch. Mm-hmm. And I think that that kind of plays into knowing our circle, knowing the people that we're around, Mm -hmm. because if you don't trust the people that you're around Mm -hmm. and you don't have people that you can confide in or people that can pray with you or people that can help encourage you or build you up and be loyal and be trustworthy in battle, then you're in the wrong circle of friends. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be a benefit to you at all. It's going to be like going into battle blind.
1: Yeah. And in the case of winners and losers, there's a true, there's a, there's a single path to be a winner. There's a single path to be a loser. And I don't know.
0: I've seen people lose in lots of ways.
1: <laughs> yeah. But the same characteristic is there. Is That's that true. Is That's that true. you are backbiting your, yeah. all these other things, you know, jealousy comes in or whatever. Yeah. That's all nonsense. Right. Honestly, but if you both are in submission and God leads you, then we claim that God's the victorious that a one, victory. then we all win. Yeah. So if you want to look at it from a standpoint of being a winner or being a loser, there's a path of being a winner and that's be submissive yeah. first to Christ and then whatever Christ has for you and be loyal and be brave. The person who's the golfer or the king well, yeah. or the warrior or whoever is in that position that's doing all the actual frontline work that person is brave that person is loyal that person is because they're in submission to who? god god yeah so as long as everyone's in humility as as uh, galatians chapter 5 talks about then there is a path for success yeah. but if they but if you decide to start backbiting get jealous be envious uh, or one of those things you're no longer brave or no you are no longer loyal then if one or the other starts you know having those types of characteristics you're on a path of losing
0: yeah so I think that the probably the, the sum up would be be brave be loyal um, encourage during battle and relay the message of God. I hope you have a great day and we will catch you next time. See you guys.